it's the leave on the it's the little rub of the chin at the start. It's like, oh, is this thing even recording? Is oh, what, what, what? And then midway through, it's the wink. It's like I am so on this. Do, do you know what it is? It's the Lewandowski. Lewandowski. Oh. <laughs> Get out. I think it would lift the spirits of the nation. I don't give a fuck about the nation of Morocco. It's people's lives are at risk. Oli Gunnar, where would you like the statue? <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace. I refuse to answer that question. We'll take that as a yes then. Take it whatever you want. I don't understand that politics, coronavirus. Why me? I wear a base cap and uh, I have a bad shave. Hello comrades and you're very welcome to the football spin. It's a football spin on a Thursday morning. I had to check there for a second. It, these days, it is Thursday morning. That's okay. And it's, of course, the morning after the night before that we know the pairing for the Champions League final, which will happen this weekend. It will be Bayern against Paris Saint-Germain. Neymar is Paris Saint-Germain. Ruben Pinder is here. I felt compelled to say that, Ruben. Well, yeah, it's his team. He deserves to be mentioned whenever they are. Fair enough. And uh, Nas Chowdhury is here as well. Um, chaps, I just wanted to kick off with this before we get into the, the meat and drink of the show. And just to, on the meat and drink of the show, we will, of course, be talking about both the semifinals. Um, we're going to be talking about some, um, well, we'd say knockdown transfer targets. So if you're going for Jadon Sancho, here's who you could also have for a similar price, knockdown price. And we will mention, of course, at the end as well, we'll talk about the fixture list. Premier League fixture list has just been announced. We'll start with this, right? Because watching this, watching the game last night, I think Byron are on to something new here, right? And it's it's I think it's a skill, although I don't feel qualified enough to say that's definitely like a definable skill. But it happens so often in the game that I feel that like they've practiced it and it's a deliberate thing, right? So what happens is somebody gets the ball, so um Nabry gets the ball and and he does this give and go on the edge of the box but instead of it being a straightforward give and give and go they always so I'll be Lewandowski will say he will always give it back but put a, a heap of top spin on it right or like so what when it when it it sort of he chips it over the top of the defender and when sorry not top spin back spin and when Nabry goes through the the ball will be it will be like it'll spin up in a weird angle and it Always throws the defenders and goalkeeper off, but Nabry will be onto it. So, like, it's a backspun give and go on the edge of the box. Have you? Is it just me, or is have you noticed this? I've not noticed, phenomenon. I've not noticed that um, that special pass. I really, I noticed they do a lot of one twos where Lewandowski or Muller will be in a hole and and they'll clip it in behind to uh, to their wingers. But I've not noticed this uh, this magical backspin. You you. You referenced. Well, the reason I referenced it is I wanted to put a name on it. But like, if you haven't noticed, it's going to be hard. Maybe it's just me, um, because obviously we'd spoken about Ronaldinho's um, elastico. Have you have you thought about being a sort of a tactical sort of advisor to <laughs> Europe's top clubs? Because this it, is my audition. Like, like my only concern about this is is that like, what if what if somebody from Paris Saint Germain is listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you've waited you're supposed to be a neutral observer and you've waited it in yeah, their yeah. favour yeah I've given the game away sorry Bayern Munich <laughs> sorry Hans Dieter Flick it was going so well for him as well but there I I've just upset the apple there okay um, well look unless we move on to the game because apart from that uh, that thing that we haven't put a name on the backs one give and go like um, the link up play from Bayern Munich is it's a joy it's so good to watch they're such a brilliant team to watch and uh, they were really good last night. 
Um, thoughts on the game overall, Nuz? Um, I really enjoyed it. I th- it, it was it was one of those games where everyone had a certain um, uh, opinion of how it was going to go, which was that that it was it was a bridge too far for Leon, um, and Bayern Munich would win comfortably. And 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 basically, really, what Leon would show is that they shouldn't be at this level. But uh, it it wasn't really like that at all. I think uh, I think Leon, like up until Bain's first goal, um, Leon looked full of confidence, and it was actually Bain who looked um, a little bit rattled. Um, and again, like like one one thing it sort of made me think, and again, this this is a very sort of Anglo centric sort of way of thinking, um, was that. Um, if uh, if any of the English clubs uh, and and particularly Liverpool had, had played this uh, um, Munich team, like um, they would have posed massive problems to them because, like, as much as uh, Bayern play like uh, really nice football um, and really effective football, um, uh, Leon showed like if if you direct with them, if you if you, if you don't play to their pace and sort of uh, catch players out of position. Um, you you can hurt them, um, and it was just a pity that Leon had a couple of the, Leon could have been two 0 up before before being scored. So, um, but yeah, but again, having said that, like I I really enjoy the way being play, like because like people talk about losing the ball as a or, or sort of giving the other team chances as a, as a bad thing, which it obviously is. But I I kind of like that, like as a neutral, I respect sort of any team that I sort of like willing to uh, have that level of risk. And, and and that's what United were like in the heyday. United always give chances away, so yeah, I like it. They expect a lot of Thiago. It's like oh, we're all we're all piling forward. Will you stay back and mind the gaff, man? Because I'd, I'd be someone I'd, has to. I'd actually be interested to know what you two thought of Thiago uh, in that game because, like, I saw, on my time certainly I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, Thiago too slow. Oh, it's his fault that that, that Bain didn't dominate." And I thought he had a good game, so I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think Thiago had his best game. I don't think he had a bad game though. Um, do, I know what Pat. Do, I know. Do, do, do you think it pointed to? Do you think it was just a bad game, or, or it pointed to deficiencies in terms of like lack of mobility or whatever? No, no. I like he's never been the he's never been the quickest or, um, or like the most dynamic. But he he still gets about and and he's not like he can hold his own at the bot at the base for midfield. And like Leon posed a threat on the counter. Um, of as as you guys mentioned, they they could have been like two 0 up pretty much. Um, but I don't think Thiago had a bad game. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe maybe I wasn't paying enough attention to him individually, but I'm not sure where that chat has come from. Um, maybe it's Liverpool fans trying to knock his price down. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably on the money, Ruben. Um, but just on Thiago, like he kind of relies on. He doesn't rely on pace anyway. Like he relies on very neat and uh, intricate footwork to get himself out of problems. Mm. Like and. And that seemed to be what he did a lot of last night. But I've never seen in watching Bayern in this in the Champions League that was the most exposed he was. He seemed to be on his own for like so often, trying to kind of cover two Leon attackers. Yeah, especially in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean maybe, um, maybe it's the fault. It's the tactical fault of Bayern in the game to leave a player like him so isolated when they're playing a very high line. You know, maybe Goretzka should have helped him out a bit more. Um, because Thiago's biggest strength isn't like he's not a he's not a Fernandinho who will break up a counter attack. He uh, he's meant to like his strengths are more on the ball. He's meant to dictate play and bit and build attacks. So if you're leaving him 
isolated um, like that, then maybe maybe Bayern should have given him a bit more support. I'm not sure. I, I wonder if Benjamin Pavard is fit for the final, whether Kimmich will move into midfield, maybe to play with or instead of Thiago, and then Pavard will play it right back. Um, I was reading a piece that Andy Brassel wrote about Joshua Kimmich becoming the new Philip Lahm. Um, and it, it was a very good piece, but it seemed to suggest that Kimmich's best place is in midfield. And Pavard's injury is what was putting back, back at right back. But when Pavard comes back, then Kimmich may move back into midfield. Um, so it'd be interesting to see whether whether they do that, especially against PSG. Because if Thiago, um, I don't know if this is, I, I, I didn't see it. But if Thiago supposedly struggles uh, against against the, the counter-attack, then maybe they might be a bit more cautious on Sunday. Um, okay, well, let's talk about Serge Gnabry. Uh, I've mentioned him and his backspinning, but other than that, two goals, and the first goal in particular was an incredible solo effort. I mean, displayed all of his best attributes, um, incredible dribbling on the ball, and also was knocked off the ball when the Leon defence kind of crowded around him, although it was not great defending, and the finish off his um, weaker foot, uh, his right-footed, so he came in off that wing and and uh, pinged it into the top corner with his left boot. Very satisfying swish against the net as well. It was a beautiful goal to watch, really. Um, lots of chat about Nabry and his background. And obviously, if you haven't heard, he played in the Premier League with Arsenal. And also, he went to West Brom for a while, didn't he, Ruben? He did go to West Brom. Uh, nobody ever mentions this. Um, <laughs> he got one He got like one Premier League appearance at West Brom. And... Funnily enough, they were managed by Tony Pulis at the time, who, if I'm not sure whether you're aware, plays quite conservative. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you can't really blame people for bringing it up every time he does something good. It is quite mad that he couldn't get a game for West Brom and is now one of the best wingers in the world. Um, like his goal, his, his first goal yesterday was absolutely ridiculous. Like the way he controlled the ball, came inside, cut, he's cutting inside onto his weaker foot. Like mm. he's one of those players who I think has a very has a predominant foot when he dribbles, but can shoot with both. A bit like mm. uh, Son or Usman Dembele, and and he's bouncing off these these tackles, and he just wraps his left foot around it. And the power that he gets on that shot is an absolute joke. Um, but yeah, he played for West Brom uh, on loan. Tony Pulis didn't give him a game. Turns out, I mean, he was injured. He he was very unfit when he was at West Brom because he just recovered from an ACL injury, hence why Arsenal loaned him out. Um, I think more of the blame should lie at the hands of Arsenal for loaning him out there rather than somewhere else that would take better care of him um, than Tony Pulis. Because, you know, Pulis at the time was thinking, well, I've only got this guy for six months. West Brom needs five. I'm not going to play a half-fit winger over my tried and tested Craig Gardner. Um so, you know, I mean, it's, it's Tony Pulis. What do you expect? He had a Dharma Traore as well. Yeah, and maybe Pulis, to his credit, not playing a half-fish 20-year-old yeah. and who he doesn't have to think long-term about is a good thing where he's not risking an, a second injury there. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's Nabry. Um, Nas looking at the Leon conveyor belt and uh, the fact that, like, they are a team who've got to the latter stages of a, of a major competition and they're like, I guess, like Ajax last season, inevitably covetous, covetous eyes have cast themselves upon the Leon team. So you with your um, 
Manchester United imperialistic view of the world. Uh, who have you got your beady eyes upon on that Leon team? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I like to think of United as the British Empire, just sort of pillaging the world, uh, taking the Kunu um, 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 diamond from India, taking the uh, Elgin marbles from Greece. Yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I mean I think that I think the there's there's two players that apparently are apparently are leaving Leon uh, this summer. Which uh, obviously Awar, who's uh, who's like a really exciting um, young uh, number ten stroke playmaker, um, and I think like if I had to guess where he's going, it would probably be Sitter, just because they they collect these type of brilliant players like trinkets. Um, but I'd love him at United, um, and uh, there's also Dembella who. Uh, who obviously uh, has had some starring moments uh, this Champions League, um, but um, but yeah, like like the, the 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 thing with Leon is every single time they they let go of a player, you kind of think like what what they're doing, like they're on the cusp of a great team. Why are they getting rid of this player or that player? But but it's because they've got something else in reserve. Like uh, they've they've all they've always got another player who pops up um, and and sort of takes the place. Um, so it's a uh, it's and it's like it's like you talk about our um our like uh, before him like Fecker sort of like obviously was a star player Nabil Fecker and 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 he and, and he left but uh and at the time it's like why are they getting rid of him but like they obviously had this this other player so they sold in Dombalade last last summer as well yeah yeah so it's um I mean there's so many so many great players who who have played for them I mean uh, Ruben will will know better than me but like like just the likes of Benzema and Lacazette and. And Kanik and 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 all, all all these all these players that that not only do they sort of create their own, um, but they they obviously have got a really good scouting network that that finds these players and polishes them up. All right, let's move on to the other semi final: Paris Saint Germain against um, Leipzig. Um, interestingly, Darren Maloney and RT Sport referring to PSG as Paris quite a lot. Before, during, and after the game, I I've never heard of them or thought of them as Paris. They're either Paris Saint-Germain or PSG. I don't think I'm alone in that. Ruben? Yeah, Paris isn't a thing, is it? You can't call them that. Um, especially as there's another club called Paris FC, which broke away from the original PSG, which was a merger between two teams. I feel like you've got to call them the full um, initialism, PSG or Paris Saint-Germain. Um, just, yeah, Paris is... Or Neymar's Paris Saint-Germain, or, Ruben, or would also be accepted. Neymar's Paris Saint-Germain would also be accepted, um, for it is his team. He was good. He, he was good, wasn't he? He was. He, he, he as ever, the uh, shrinking violet that he is, he, he was noticed throughout the game, before the game, as he strode in with his giant Bose boombox. Um, what, what, um, what was that? What, I don't know. I don't know. He he likes to carry around the speaker. Um, <laughs> well, he can do what he wants. Um, what I found more more striking about his his entrance was how many um, buttons he had undone on his shirt. <laughs> it was very it was very jazz from Peep Show. It's like it's like yeah. four or five buttons. It's like what what is that? It, and then it, he, it, and then it, he had it, like it, running shoes on with like smart trousers. But because he's Neymar, he can pull it off. It, it it did look. I mean, he was dangerous. It felt like he was dangerously close to the navel with with those buttons, and also those those shoes to me looked like bowling shoes. So I like to think that he went to like some kind of like he went bowling cinema, 
had a little bit of a party, brought his speaker with him. He just kept kept on the good good, good vibes, just continuing into the game. Mate, he's he is just nothing but good vibes, no more. But thinking, but 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 you know, in all seriousness, uh, he was setting himself up for a fall then, and he and he he'll have known that he was setting himself up for a fall there. That sort of if uh, if they lost, everyone would sort of point to that and mock it. So like, it shows a level of confidence that like. Like I'm Neymar, we're we're Paris Saint Germain, and and this is how confident I am. Yeah, yeah, like especially given their history in the in the competition. Yeah. I mean, we've I think we've mentioned before footballers are almost scared of becoming memes, but he's not because he's he's <laughs> yeah. that good and he's that confident, and you don't get that good or successful without being that confident. That even when PSG are playing a, a good team in the Champions League semi final, he's rocking up. Um, as if they've already won, um, and but obviously, like it didn't affect their game. Like they didn't play like they'd already won, but he, they turned up with that sort of um, with that sort of confidence. And in contrast to previous PSG teams, like the ones under Unai Emery, it looks like they have a very cohesive team at the moment, and everybody gets along. And I think that goes a long way, mainly because they probably like their manager, um, and they didn't like Unai Emery. Yeah, they look they look um they look like a proper team now that other PSG teams haven't, I think. Um it's interesting about Neymar, just the way you've described him as uh he's not afraid of being memed. <clears throat> and he has been memed many times and he and those memes are being are in high usage um on WhatsApp groups and on various other social platforms. And when you think of Neymar, you think he's he's a perfect fit for like TikTok and like TikTok dances, like you know he's going like if uh, if he does a TikTok dance or whatever, he, he's going to pull it off. And 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 the contrast here is Robert Lewandowski, who I don't have you seen that? Well, it's out there. I've obviously. seen a couple of them. Yeah, he's very committed to having this perfectly in time rhythmic version of these uh, of whatever dance he's he's doing, but it just doesn't seem to work for him. Yes, yeah, do you think that's going to have a bearing on the final? Like the fact that. This Neymar's go to TikTok and and Lewandowski is trying very hard but failing. I think if Neymar scores, he should do the the TikTok dance that Lewandowski has attempted, um, and do it better than him because he would. Because you know, Neymar, of course, Neymar can dance. Lewandowski can't dance. He's like, he's almost too um, he's too robotic about it because he's just yeah. too efficient. It kind of it is very living up to the to the stereotype, I think, of of Bayern, but um. Yeah, Neymar just just likes having fun, and big respect to Robert Lewandowski for getting involved on TikTok as well. Um, not quite as good though. Do you know what it reminded me of? Uh, and again, this this might be uh, before your time, Ruben, but you might have seen you might have seen a uh, grainy footage of it. Um, there's there's a game. I think it's a Middlesbrough game where they score, um, and you've got a number of players that go to sort of like the corner flag or or, or the or the fans and start doing a dance, um, and I, and I think I might be wrong. Uh, well, well, I mean, it's it's a group of players, and and it's and it's a very sort of like uh, uh, modern dance. And then um, Zenden arrives as like as like the one. Uh, I think I think he's the one white guy that comes along and tries to sort of copy the dance. Oh God! Oh, right. no. But but but, it, but it's it's just very robotic, and 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 he's obviously concentrating really really hard and getting it right. So like I think I, I think I think the, I think the shades of uh, Lewandowski there, where like uh, he uh, 
he he's 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 doing it and he and and he's trying really hard to sort of like say hey i'm just is this a camera oh wow like i'll do a little yeah, bit of a dance yeah. but like it's very he's obviously concentrating very very hard it doesn't doesn't come as natural to him as scoring goals like let, let, let's put it that way i think i found the clip here i think he was at sunderland at the time not, oh, was uh, it sunderland? not yeah it's not before my time it's like 10 years ago what's it um, sorry is uh <laughs> asamoa jian um celebrating at what looks like stanford bridge and yeah. zenden doing a little jiggle next do you see what i mean it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. very incongruous yeah yeah it's the leave under. It's the little rub of the chin at the start. It's like, oh, is this thing even recording? Is oh, what, what, what? And then midway through, it's the wink. It's like I am so on this. Whoa, this, this couldn't go any better. And I'm just, it's off the cuff. What, what have I done? Do, do you know what it is? It's the Lewandowski. Lewandowski. Oh. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> oh dear. And you did say it twice, Nas. Just I to did, clarify I did. that joke. Thanks for that. <laughs> Um, okay so just very quickly on this uh, Paris are oh fucking hell Paris <laughs> oh, right uh, Paris Saint-Germain or Bayern what do you think I think Paris Saint-Germain you think PSG are going to win yeah okay nice um, I'm doing Paddy's job here now why <laughs> Yeah, Be- because yep. because like in these games, and and it's not just me being contrary. Like like mm. I would actually prefer Bayern Munich to win. Yeah, of course. But um, but yeah, like like I I I just think, and especially like like I mean I know this point's been made by a lot of people, but the same high line that they played against Leon and Leon gave them trouble. You kind of think with with Paris Saint Germain's uh, um, players, like they could hurt them more. Oh, and Mbappe and, oh, and Neymar. Well, Neymar yeah. threading balls to Mbappe and Di Maria in behind that much space. Yeah, there's there's a recipe for a lot of goals there. That's it. And and and, and the, th- the thing the thing is, like, if it was over two legs, I'd say Bayern Munich no problem. But it's but it's one game, and if if anyone's going to beat Bayern in one game, it's going to be a team that has that has moments. They're not going to dominate the game, but they're going to have moments. And and. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain are one of these teams that that flourish off off these sort of spectacular moments, and you you only need one or two to to, to win it. Um, and and also, um, I've got no um, fondness for Paris Saint-Germain, and I think that would, I, that that would just fit into their narrative of twenty twenty, just being just being massively shit. Yeah, I I I wonder um, with PSG, they they don't seem to have been. They seem to have been very solid in recent in the in the recent games. Like um, I know Leipzig had, had like a couple of half chances, but they don't they don't have uh, as high a line as Bayern Munich. So like they probably because Thiago Silva's not that mobile anymore. But they they're very kind of solid at the back, and they'll probably play Marquinhos in front of the defense with maybe Paredes and Herrera or Gay or maybe Verratti will be back. But the midfield three will be quite solid and defensive. Um, which will probably give them a much better chance of containing Bayern Munich better than Lyon or Barcelona did. Um, they'll probably concede though, because Bayern are that good. So it, I, I think we could see like the first kind of high-scoring final in in a while. Like it could be sort of it could be three-two or four-three. Um, and I don't know who too, because Nos makes a very good point about the the space that PSG can exploit on the counter attack. Um, it is it is a question. Um, if if Paris Saint-Germain were to win it. Like with everyone sort of uh, connected to them, like the manager, the the players, 
Like, is there, is there particular sort of players, individual players that you'd actually be happy for? Yes. I mean, this is the thing. I think I like their players. I think a lot of their players are very likable people. Um, their kits are lovely and their stadium's great. Their ultras are great. It's just the owners kind of ruin it all. Um, but like on an individual level, I think, I think Mbappe basically completing everything before well, while he's like 21 would be would be great for him um it would it would vindicate neymar moving to psg especially given the state that barcelona are in now barcelona did slide into that state after he left and i think even more so it's like well if he'd stayed barcelona wouldn't have been this bad and they might have won another champions league and the and but the fact that he joined psg he's now taking them to their first champions league like the third time of asking and I, I think purely, I know, I, I know people don't like him and you wrote a very good piece about why and how irrational it is, Noz. But like, I, I, I would like to see Neymar win the Champions League at PSG just to kind of silence the, the stupid arguments about um, him not being as good as he thinks he is or people make him out to be. So I would like to see Neymar win the Champions League. For PSG um, and yeah, other players as well, like Marquinhos. Like they've got a load yeah. of like really underrated, very good players. Yeah, you, you you seem to be suggesting that that this Champions League for Neymar personally, this Champions League would be more important for him or, or more significant than the one he won with Barcelona. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, when he won the Champions League at Barcelona, he was part of that brilliant front three. Um, it was his uh, second season at Barcelona, I think. Um, and and obviously you know it was it was great he was but he was very young and he was he was the most junior member of that front line um and obviously second fiddle to to messi he scored in the final and he got his 100% jesus headband out and he had a great time but this would be his one wouldn't it like that's kind of the whole reason he left is that he didn't want to be um you know assistant to the star of the team he wanted to be the star of the team um, and at the time, I thought that's silly. You're you're throwing away the opportunity to play with Messi. Just sit it out, wait until his legs go, and then you can be the star of the team. Um, but I think a player like Neymar, who's been told since he was like seven years old, you're going to be the greatest player in the world one day. You're going to win the Ballon d'Or. You're going to win the Champions League, and and like that will that can reshape how a person thinks about themselves. So his ego took him to PSG, and while like no sort of nor like you know ordinary people share that kind of ego like there is a reason why players like that think like that and um so this would be his champions league especially the way he's played in the last couple of games and also the last couple of seasons where psg have kind of gone out in in embarrassing circumstances like the united game and uh, i forget um the other one but like he was injured or suspended for them and people conveniently forget that and he he uh, oh, who was some some pundit was uh, talking about the Brazil Germany game in the twenty fourteen World Cup um, as a sort of to, as evidence that Neymar is, doesn't step up at a big occasion. It's like the reason they lost seven one was because he had he was he had a broken vertebrae from the previous game against Colombia. So I think these little things get forgotten a little bit. And if Neymar won it this year, then. Finally, people might, as the phrase goes, put some respect on his name. 
Um, so I'd, I'd quite like to see that. Um, I, I know PSG are the baddies, but yeah, I, that's like my guilty pleasure. I'd like to see, I'd like to see him win. So, and, and do you think that's what's going to happen? I, I honestly call don't. it Ruben. Get off that fence. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Bayern Munich will win a high scoring game. I think Bayern Munich will win like three two. Um, okay. They'll get they'll get caught a couple of times in the first half. It'll be like you know it'll be one all at half time. Mbappe will have scored on the counter attack, and then eventually Bayern will regain control of the game and slowly pick the lock. And then you know Lewandowski or Navri or <laughs> someone will do something magic. Because um, I think Bayern are the better team, but um, it, I think it should be one of the most entertaining finals in a long time because they play such open football. Okay, narrator voice: the Champions League final finished nil nil and was decided <laughs> on penalties. I'm very much setting myself up for that there, but but like last season's final. I, I, what did you guys think of last season's final? Very quickly, because I I loved it, but I think that's because I was there and it was actually a very boring game. I mean, obviously, I didn't like it. I <laughs> know, uh, obviously, you didn't like it, but maybe it was ruined by the by the penalty in the first minute. But um, this, I think, I... every Champions League final is really exciting. It it is it's such a special, um, it's a special fixture. Yeah, but like I, even I... when teams are passing it around at the back, it's got that added tension that makes it really exciting. Yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you what. Like, doesn't it feel like more than a year ago? Yeah, because because I mean for various reasons, but also like Spurs. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it's sort of like how how, how 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 things have changed over there in 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 such a short space of time. It doesn't feel like last season. No, I know it's even like the first couple of months of nineteen twenty feel like a lot longer than that. They feel like a different season. Yeah, um, and it's it's fucked it up in my brain because the way i remember everything so like my school years and the football seasons would always obviously line up and if and like if when i was when i went into year 10 it was the 10 11 season for example so i can just like it's all perfectly mapped out in my brain like when things happened and and covid has you know fucked that all up unfortunately well it's you're, not that big a deal, is it? But you're the you're the real victim weird. here, aren't you? I know, I know. Like, forget everything else that's happening for COVID. It's just fucked up your body clock. I know, I know. Think about my <laughs> think about my mental calendar, guys. Okay, so uh, Ruben's going for Bayern, and Naz is going for Paris Saint Germain, and I will go for to settle this. I'm going to go for Paris Saint Germain as well. I just think there's there's they're bringing a, a a degree of chaos to the game to the final. Like they're they're unpredictable. And I, I, I am warming to Neymar over time. I think he, especially during this Champions League campaign, there's a messianic energy that he completely embraces, which to compare him to other players that do this and elevate the team, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls, uh, Ronaldo, everywhere he's played. And I think that's something that Messi has never really nailed. And this isn't going to be, well, Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo kind of a thing. But there's something, they're all like egomaniacs. But something about Ronaldo and Neymar's brand of egomania that seems to like bring players with them and elevate players. Yeah. And they, something about they, Messi that just pushes people away. They express it differently, don't they? Um, Messi has always been, uh, he's, not, he's never been uh, loud. Um, like as a child, he was extremely reserved. Um, and it's never been in his personality to be that 
you know, that shelter. He's, he's always had other people in the team to do that for him, whether it's PK or or Xavi or, or um, Mascherano with Argentina. Um, Ronaldo is kind of, uh, as we've mentioned before, he's one of those that's just, he, he wants to be manager as well. He, like in that Portugal final and, and he'll, he, he has a certain aura that will um, motivate his teammates um, as much as he might stand around and do nothing for 90 minutes and then, you know, score a penalty and take a shirt off. Whereas Neymar has an, a slightly different quality where he always wants the ball wherever you have the ball. Um, he, like so many times against Leipzig and Atalanta, he was coming so deep to get the ball um, because nobody else could could like break the line so he had to come and get it and was dribbling through three or four players but not in like a selfish way in like a I'm the only person on the team capable of doing this so I'm going to do that and then this will help us all win um, and uh, the players seem to seem to enjoy playing with him like there's no kind of there's no clashes in that team and yeah like it, it, but he's done it for Brazil as well like his goal his goal scoring record for Brazil is insane like from such a young age he's been the best player in that team and shouldered that responsibility, and I think people underestimate like how how much pressure he's he's shouldered like throughout his career, especially with Brazil. And yeah, I agree. He has this certain quality that that drives the team. And I think like against Atalanta, they they would have thought, well, you know, as long as Neymar's on the pitch, um, we can win, and they did. Mm. Yeah, that definitely you, you you seem to get that from the players that they think, oh, well, we've got Neymar, so. That it takes pressure off others because he invites and and wants so much of the attention, he like basically takes that pressure off other players and they they are freer to play the game that they want to play, which is interesting. Anyway, it's it's look, you know what? It's going to be a brilliant final. So many so many plots and subplots. So I'm really looking forward to it. And we will have a show after the Champions League final Monday morning. If you haven't already done so, click subscribe to get that those shows into your feed. Um, okay. Well, Looking at transfers very quickly, um, you have a piece on joe.co.uk, Ruben, about the alternative to Jadon Sancho and who United are after. Who is it? David Brooks, uh, Bournemouth's attacking midfielder. Um, I just think, you know, Sancho should be their top priority, as he is, but Dortmund are digging their heels in and there's no point having only one target. And they should have alternatives. And I've seen... It, Brooks isn't my idea. I've seen links um, in another in other outlets like the magistrate thing you said that United were considering a bid so I, I just think it would be quite a good signing for them um, obviously San, uh, Rashford and Greenwood and Fernandez are kind of their, their first choice in those areas but what we've seen over the past few weeks is that United desperately need some depth in those areas um, you know Solskjaer didn't make a sub until the 87th minute against Sevilla because he has no quality on the bench and Brooks is the sort of player that you know can play um, any of those positions he can play maybe the the slightly less important games in the Premier League if you want to rest uh, Greenwood for the Champions League or something like that. Um, he he's very skillful, great dribbler, good through ball. Um, so I think he like I think he suits the team a lot better than say Dan James did. Um, and yeah, I think I think they could do a lot worse as an alternative than than David Brooks. Forty million is not cheap, um, especially at the moment, but. It's a lot. Le- it's a lot cheaper than 120 million, and uh, he's only 23. So you know, four years time, if he gets a bit better, there's some sell-on value there. I-, I I think it's relatively low risk, high reward. Yeah, like I'm not a mathematician, but like I can tell you right now, um, one Jadon Sancho equals three David Brooks. So 
you know? Just it's think about that for a moment. Yeah. Uh, you could have three David Brooks knots uh, instead of one Jadon Sancho. Um, by the way, I've had a complaint about oh. you, Paddy. What? More so than this has caused more... Con- well, from one, for one person at least, it's caused, caused more controversy than Leighton Baines being better than Ashley Cole. <laughs> I thought I was sure that was what it was going to be, but go ahead. It's it, it, it's it's uh, it's the fact. Well, it's the claim that you exotify Jaden Sancho's name. You have Fre- <laughs> you have Frenched it up a little bit. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's it, it, like like, it's, like from, it's, it's from Camberwell, not Champagne. <laughs> it's uh, Jadon Sancho. Is that what I'm saying? It's Jaden, but yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, I mean, the best way to remember it, and 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 and, the, and the, the, what what I do is is I I think of a of a mank mum shouting it across Tesco, like <laughs> Jaden, you get over it right now. <laughs> it's not Jadon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I was, going to say anything. I liked the exotic pronunciation. I, I, I liked it as well. Yeah. It's a, it, it sounds lovely, but um, but yeah, there, there's been a complaint. Well, no, that's fine. I this reminds me of um, I when I used to be on breakfast radio in Ireland, and I I got it into my head that it was Lady Gaga, and I just I couldn't <laughs> stop saying Lady Gaga, and I'm like, it, I, people thought I was on the wind up, like I would in, the, and you know, people in the mornings they they're yeah. very. Very sensitive, yes. Yeah. And so I would be like, oh, that's, you know, uh, Poker Face by Lady Gaga. And then 300 texts, you <laughs> calling me every day under the sun. But my brain wouldn't allow me to say Lady Gaga. Gaga. Ga. Even now, I'm like, what is it? Gaga. Not Gaga. <laughs> so apologies to all the uh, Jaden Sancho um, truthers you're right it's it's Jaden sancho not jadon sancho but my brain just won't go there that's my excuse okay um let's let's finish up with fixtures guys uh they are released this morning and of course inevitably it's exciting your first day of the season you got obviously you're going to look for the big fixtures boxing day stevens day and New Year's Day, your birthday, and who, and if, as an Everton fan, like who are who's going to spoil the party? Every season is inevitable. The final day of the season, the big one on the opening day in general is surely Liverpool against Leeds at Anfield. Oh, that looks good. Um, Nas, what caught your eye? Yeah, Liverpool versus Leeds. The, th- the thing is that that Leeds coming into the Premier League was already sort of quite nostalgic, and it's sort of like. As much as sort of like the the, the rivals, you, you're sort of excited to see that see that name in the Premier League again. But like Liverpool versus Leeds, just sort of uh, multiplies that even more because uh, they've got a massive, obviously, history going back to the seventies. And uh, was it was it Bremner and Keegan being sent off together? Um, and uh, for me, it sort of brings back memories of uh, of the four three Charity Shield game um, where Cantona scored a hat trick and was amazing. And and they sold him to United uh, a couple of months later. So, so yeah, it, I mean, by by that sort of uh, estimation, um, I don't know who's 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 a star player for Leeds. Um, whoever it is, they'll have a, they'll have an amazing game, and then, and then United will sign him. Uh, sort pa- of, Patrick uh, Bamford, 34 year old Pablo Hernandez. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, what are your uh, Ruben? Yeah, I mean. It's exciting if you enjoy watching your team play football, isn't it? But um, mm. Southampton first game, fine, we'll lose. Uh, United away next. I, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to get excited by the fixture release uh, when you can't go to any of the games. Yeah. Uh, Brighton at home on October the seventeenth. 
means that for the first time in a while, there's going to be no fans in Selhurst Park for what, you know, for the derby, you know, in, in quote marks. Um, I always look for Boxing Day because uh, it's like a sort of a family tradition to, I drag my family to Selhurst Park, none of whom support Palace, basically, but we're away at Villa. Um, my birthday, obviously, you look you look for your birthday. Oh, Manchester City at home, nice, that'll be fun. <laughs> Um, yeah. Our run-in's horrible. We've got City, Arsenal and Liverpool within all, all in May. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at Palace's fixtures here, but Leeds, uh, <clears throat> Leeds, Liverpool Leeds is definitely the standout. That actually reminds me of my, my Liverpool Leeds uh, vivid memory is this game that they always replay on Sky. It was at Ellen, at Ellen Road, it was like 4-3 and it was like the sort of Viduka. It was like that Leeds team that got relegated but just before they got shit. When they had like Kuehl mm. and Hart and Viduka and D- Dakor and Liverpool had like Patrick Berger and, and players like that. Uh, sort of is, 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 I mean, was that the kind of era when they had like this weird turtleneck shirt? Who, who not... leads? Yeah, did, did they have this shirt. Maybe, maybe it was. No, no, uh... I'm thinking. I think it was, it was like the Strongbow Nike era. Ah, right, right, right. Very bugger. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the minute you said, you know that classic one, uh, that classic like uh, '90s football Twitter, where it's like, think of the first player, name the first player you see, or mm. you think of when you see this like classic jersey. The minute you said turtleneck, I thought David Hopkins. I don't know if he ever wore that jersey, but I just see his big red head in that turtleneck. Maybe it's my brain playing tricks on me, but that's where I went with the Strongbow <laughs> sponsor. And I haven't thought of David Hopkins for. 20 years so David yeah, Hopkins I'm, I'm, I'm looking I'm looking Hopkins. at it now no S no S Palace legend is that right he played for Palace before yeah. Leeds um, Chelsea as well I, I don't know it's way before my time um, he played for Palace between 95 and 97 and yes scored a very, very important goal in our history at Wembley so we, we've gone from Neymar to, <laughs> to David Hopkins <laughs> Two legends oh. of the game. Yeah. Two of the greatest players to ever wear red and blue. <laughs> no, Neymar doesn't to... have a famous commentary line that, you know, gets gets wheeled out every year, does he? You, you don't hear Neymar looking to curl one on your timeline every... I mean, you guys probably never hear it either. That might just be me. <laughs> probably just us lot, isn't it? That relive that 97 playoff final. Oh. Leeds took him from Palace that I did not know. There you go. Okay, right. Look, we leave it there. Uh, thanks very much to Ruben Pinder. Thanks to Naz Chowdhury. And uh, thanks to you for listening. If you haven't already done so, click subscribe to get these shows into your feet. Never miss a show. We will be back this weekend. We'll be looking back at the Europa League final, the Champions League final. So we'll talk then. Good luck. I think it would lift the spirits of the nation. I don't give a fuck about the nation of Morocco. It's people's lives are at risk. Ole Gunnar, where would you like the statue? <laughs> it's an absolute disgrace. I refuse to answer that question. We'll take that as a yes then. Take it whatever you want. I don't understand that politics, coronavirus. Why me? I wear a base cap and uh, have a bad shave.